Hi guys, Paul here with a cold open. You might notice that the sound is a little bit different. This is because we were not able to meet up in the studio as we would normally like to. This is because at the time of recording, we're still going through the 2020 COVID-19 virus pandemic. Rest assured, we're going to try to get things back to normal as soon as we can, as soon as it's safe to do so. But uh, and for the time being, thanks for bearing with us. Anyway, on with the show. Welcome back to One for Paul, the show where I, a non-pop culturist, get inducted into the world of pop culture by my friends, co-humans, and nemeses. Joining me today is, uh, it's my nemesis, Mufi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Mufi. Why? We're con- to continuing on the theme of... Low-rated movies. We didn't have to do this, Mufi. We didn't, but... Nobody's making us do this. No. I'm aware. What's the movie? <laughs> we are watching uh, Blood Rain. That's right. Is... Welcome to Spud Crane, a children's movie about an anthropomorphic crane who's tired of building skyscrapers, so he decides to go to the countryside to work the potato harvest for a change of pace. But oh no, no one <laughs> wants a crane on their farm. How will he convince the farmers to give him a chance? <laughs> I, I, it's, I can't... It's, it's an Uwe Boll movie. I think it's Uwe Boll. Uh, who is a German filmmaker? Uh, German? I want to say German. I think is it's German. he German? Who, I believe so. Yeah. Um, okay. Who basically makes a lot of the movies about video, a lot of video game and uh, yeah, German. Um, a lot of video games movies are made by him. <laughs> There's, there's a good, there's a fair amount of them that are actually made by him. <laughs> okay, so and, what else is he responsible oh, for? Um, he is responsible for, oh God, uh, Alone in the Dark. Okay. Far Cry, that, House of the Dead. Hang on, hang on, hang on. There was a Far Cry movie? Yes. Was it good? I don't know, I haven't watched it. I'm afraid. After she having seen this, I'm afraid. We're going to have to. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, Alone in the Dark 2. Okay. Zombie yeah. Massacre, Reich of the Dead. Uh, was that part of that whole 2010 zombie thing where every game and movie and property had to have a zombie in it? Oh, I don't know. Frasier. Oh, you done Zombie Geddon. Frasier, now um, starring at least two zombies. I. It's so bad. Like, don't get me wrong. They are fun. Like, they're not terribly, terribly bad. But... Oh, I so just... we we need to start the episode now. I don't want to. I don't want to no. cover this movie. I don't want to review this movie. I want to go back in time and not watch it. Unfortunately, we have all hoping failed to. The, the thing is, what makes me sad about this movie is the cast is actually quite good. Uh, we. I have several notes on that. So. <laughs> Over the opening credits, we see a bunch of Renaissance paintings depicting super gruesome stuff that really belongs on heavy metal album covers. Then some, uh, at some point. Then some sweeping landscapes, which are all just so yellow. I, th- I quite like the landscape shots. I like all the sunset shots that it's got. They're quite... They're, I, I like sun, thought, sun, sun thoughts. Sun thoughts. That's what you like? <laughs> I, mean, I like sunsets. Okay. 
I guess the calm um, lion is a bit worse than usual, because I'm hearing some real bizarre stuff coming out of you. <laughs> well, you you actually heard me say for some thoughts. I'm not I'm not sure why. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so this uh we learned through the credits that this movie has an entire Michelle Rodriguez in it. Yes, it and, does. And she's very good. And also it has Sir Sir Ben Kingsley in it. it I love Ben Kingsley. I don't love him in this. No. <laughs> but I love him in general. Fade He's fantastic. In. We've some... also got my. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go you ahead. For... You forgot Meatloaf. Is Meatloaf in this? Meatloaf is in this. Oh, we'll get to Meatloaf. That's just weird. <laughs> is he credited as like his last name being Meatloaf? No, he's credited as his first name being Meatloaf and his last name being Addy. Which is okay. Just... <laughs> now that's where I thought maybe somebody <laughs> just used a pseudonym. I didn't realize that the actual Meatloaf. The actual Meatloaf. It looked like him when he... Anyway, so fade in to some horsemen riding into a seemingly medieval town. You can tell it's medieval because there's fire and there's torches and people wearing... And and people playing with chickens. Because, of course, and little girls just spinning their skirts weirdly in the middle of the night. I guess there's... I was reading that as, like, maybe it's just, like, a late market. There's sometimes late markets. I suppose. I mean, who are we to know what happened in the Middle Ages in Germany? Well, I know this is filmed in Romania. It might be Romania then. Well, Romania. yeah. Well, yeah, Romania. It's probably. <laughs> I, I would bet that it's all shot in uh, Transylvania. Probably. I mean, if he's going for the vampire movie trope, he has to film it all in Transylvania. Oh well. And and tying up their horses are grizzled old mullet men. Grizzled young mullet man and Michelle motherfucking Rodriguez. Otherwise known as Michael Madsen. Bloke who I've never seen in anything else. And Michelle Rodriguez. So they sit down <laughs> at a quite nice looking pub, actually. Like, I'd drink there. Yeah. And, uh, I'd drink. I would drink in that. Without so much as a hello, ask if the bartender has anything for them. I guess the answer here is... Uh, Yes, they do, because there's reports of weird happenings at a circus. And uh, also, young mullet man uh, sees that the person next to them is not casting a reflection, so he stabs the motherfucker. And nobody reacts to this. Yeah, like, the, the mummy is laying down in a pool of blood and decay and sort of quickly drying mummy-like flesh. And uh, everyone's like, oh, shit, I like you guys. That's great. Thank you for dealing with the problem. So I guess uh, vampires are just super normal in this universe. Uh, apparently. But still, like, even if vampires were super normal, personally, if I was in a bar and I saw someone just go, that just, person hasn't got a reflection, stab, my initial reaction would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Not, it would take me a oh. minute to realize that it was a vampire, first of all. Yeah. I would just, <laughs> I, at first I would have thought, that man has just murdered that other man. Why is nobody doing anything? <laughs> Why but am apparently. I not doing anything? Just like, I would have frozen and been like, I don't know what's just happened, but I should call someone. Yeah. It 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 was so weird. And the, the bartender's reaction of, you know, well, at least you brimstone guys always uh, don't make too much mess. That seemed, his reaction seemed almost Witcher-like to me in that way. So I was just yeah. like, okay, this universe, it's super normal and they hire him to get rid of stuff. Fine. Uh, cut to the carnival where there's an evening's entertainment. Of a lady uh, wielding swords badly. Two swords. 
Yeah. And uh, another woman who they torture for fun. Because, you know, that's what everybody wanted to see in the Middle Ages. Yeah, keep the, keep the kids uh, entertained. <laughs> yeah, there's children in this audience. That's why they're doing this, right? Watch this woman be burned, and then she will be healed. Yeah, so this is Rain, uh, our main character, who uh, her skin is burned by water. And uh, when you cut her and then feed her some blood, she heals instantly. So she's got, like, blood-fueled uh, Wolverine healing factor. Which is kind of cool. That is cool. That's a legit superpower. Uh, Yeah, well, this this is true. They rather rudely throw her back in the caravan cage, whatever it is, where she lives, I guess. Which... I don't don't know, it seems a little weird to me that bit. It's like, hey, here's a cage. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's It's like one of those caravan things, but they lock her into it. Yeah, but if she's a vampire... She could surely break her way out because they're pretty strong. I guess it's not clear in this movie that that's the case. Because a couple of times you're like, well, I guess that's just not how vampires work then. So later that night, the sword lady we saw earlier comes to comfort Rain through the bars of her cell, uh, caravan, whatever it is. Cage. Cage. (laughs) Cage on wheels. I don't know what to call it. So see, she's got a plan. She's got a plan to get them out of there. And here's her plan. Wait for her uncle. And she, yes, and this uncle who talks of what sounds like Pleasure Island in Pinocchio. Oh, yeah, it's it's very callback to that. See, because he's a sailor and he knows stuff like where that island is, where the fruits grow in all kinds of colors. I mean, first off, why? (laughs) It sounds like a Pleasure Island. Second off. That, it does sound like a fairy tale. If my uncle told me that, I'd be like, yeah. Sure. All right, mate. Yeah. Put you in the loony bin, because that's a bit odd. And we don't quite know what but Rain no. thinks of this, because she has no facial expressions. <laughs> no. So cut to a, ro- a beautiful Romanian castle where Ben Kingsley is seated in the middle of a ballroom for some reason. Yep. Uh, which is weird. So uh, his It's employee... also established that half vampires Sorry. can touch crosses in that previous scene. Oh, it's, we don't know that she's a vampire yet, do we? Yes. Oh, they say that? She's, well, because they give her blood. I guess they give her and blood. And she heals through blood. Yeah, <laughs> so, they, so they reckon that she's a vampire. And they might not know the cross thing. I don't know. No. We don't really get to know a lot of what they do. But in the ballroom, no. where we got Ben Kingsley himself holding court, his his employee, I guess, Damastir, comes in wearing some uh, random bits of sheepskin stapled to him. And, his lucky uh, man. And that warning that a uh, Dampier was involved in some incident at a carnival. Yep. And with uh, a, oh, we've we've missed the uh, the nauseating flashback scene. Oh no, we're we're just getting to the nauseating oh, flashback to, yeah, no, scene. So we cue the flashback to uh, Kagan. This is Ben Kingsley's character uh, pinning down and eating a young woman because he is in fact a vampire. A vampire. Yeah. He's. All of these flashback scenes made me feel quite queasy. <laughs> With good just reason. Just the lead into them. Oh, yeah. They're very With swirly. The wibble. Just no. <laughs> they're very swirly scenes. That was some serious motion sickness going on when those happened. I'm like, oh, this this could not be doing it. So Kagan it's sends his fine. men out to find her and kill her. Uh, so cut to rain running through a field at night oh, yeah. while covered in blood. And she's clearly distressed by whatever just happened. 
Wait, how did typical sad music? How did she escape? We find that out in another nauseating flashback. That's a lot of flashbacks in rapid succession, but okay. That, so we're not even ten minutes into the movie at this point. Oh, and the flashback is presumably I mean, just a few minutes earlier. So they could have just yeah. shown us the whole scene instead of doing it in flashback, but you know, that's fine. Yeah. So we're uh, we're having a new flashback, and this time it's of uh, just so much violence because and death and gore. Oh yeah, uh, because this man who had previously shoved her into the cage is, now comes into the cage and uh, proceeds to rape her or try to. Tries to. This attempts does, to. This does not go well for him. No. It, he ends up getting smashed over the head with a bottle, uh, which she then gets some of his blood in her mouth, which apparently causes us to go, go into a crazy rage. Yep. That's uh, that's evidently uh, a thing she does, because she then tears his throat out of him and yep. uh, and eats him. And then proceeds to do this to basically everyone else in the camp. Oh, yeah. It doesn't go well for really anybody in there. No. That's a rough night <laughs> Not for her. Really. That is a rough night for her. That's a really sucky night. <laughs> like, I, that seems like <laughs> you're already in a cage. That sucks. And now this asshole who throws you into the cage wants to do that shit? That sucks. Fuck this guy. I don't mind that he got- I'm sorry. I don't, I don't mind that she got eat- that she ate him. That's fine. I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at the the, the attempted to I was wondering why you were laughing. That, you that doesn't seem she's like- She's a vampire. Subject. What? And you said sucks, repeatedly. Oh. <laughs> that situation sucked. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I didn't even get that. <laughs> you know, I'm saying that the situation was awful, and the poor girl, yeah. like, she's dealing with enough already. Yeah, uh, she really is. Like, it, it's insane how much she's dealing with. And then she just ends up crying- in a field. Yeah. And again, that's, that's some serious, like, you just escaped. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. So cut to I, the two mullets and Michel Rodriguez uh, riding horses through the Romanian countryside at dawn. Uh, questioning why they're going to this circus. Or, uh, you know, I mean, their stunt doubles are. They're in a they're yeah. in an ADR booth but, on a back lot in L.A. somewhere. I don't know. I think Michelle Rodriguez, Rodriguez does ride horses. I'm, does I'm she? pretty sure that was probably her. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Um, what I love about this is the fact that she is the only one out of the three of them attempting to do an accent that fits. I guess. Michael Madsen's being gruff American man, and the other guy, Sebastian, is being slightly less gruff American man. Yeah, and I, be- I, I guess these were the best takes they got too, eh? Oh God! Those I mean, were... I suppose you can't really argue with Michael Madsen if he doesn't want to do an English accent, like you know, a non-American accent. He doesn't have to do a non-American accent. They also don't like to use contractions ever. No, I mean, like one or two of them. Oh God! But there's a. I don't know if I've written down any particular lines, but it just makes things feel awkwardly paced. Yeah, it's. It, I think it's just not the best script writing. Honestly. Well, I ended up just randomly. I watched this on uh, on one of my subscription services, and this one has mm. like a, a pop up that happens when you pause things. And I ended up reading yes. a little paragraph next to it, and it was like, "Hey, the scriptwriter sent in a script to Uwe Ball. Uwe Ball. I don't know how to pronounce Uwe? his name. I, I will Uwe. try Uwe Ball. Mister Ball. Mister Ball. There. Um, she sent a script to him, and uh, and he sort of. I guess she was late or something, so he called up and yelled at her to get her to get him a script. 
and they just went with the first draft. Oh, wow. That they just went with the first draft. Uh, like, normally you don't do that. Normally you get the first no. draft to the director, producer, whatever. They uh, workshop it. They send notes. And then you fix it up to whatever they want and send it back. And you might do this you know, four or five times at most, right? Eventually you want to make the film. Yeah. But uh, evidently she sent over a first draft and was surprised not to get a message back because they just started to roll. And then – that's. The, to hear her say it, like, they just didn't use more than 20% of what she wrote. That's a bit ridiculous, I have to say. So I like, think they just showed up to Romania and were like, I don't know, vampires. Am I right? <laughs> Let's just make most of this up. We so, have st- so they ride and have a conversation about something called Brimstone. And I, I don't know what this is yet. Uh, they approach... No. They approach the circus, and uh, several bodies are smoldering on the ground, and uh, no one is particularly bothered by the fact that their colleagues and boss are now uh, dead on the ground there with, like, a sword in their back. Nor are they particularly concerned when three strangers turn up with swords on horses and go, huh, okay, I think we know what to do, and start hacking heads off and pouring liquid over them. Yeah. So they they can tell what happened here, uh, and we can tell that they ju- that they can tell because they say so. Yes, and also they, know, they, knew what they reuse some of that scene we just watched where Rain escapes. They just reuse yes. that footage, which is, I mean, sensible, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, why do things the right way when you could reuse the footage twice in the same five minute span? So it could be a young vampire. Or it could be something called a dam pier, presumably the type of pier you launch Sharon's boat from. It's a dam pier. <laughs> right? <laughs> I need you to illustrate that movie. Like some guy is just building the pier and Sharon shows up and he's like, oh, sorry, sorry, Sharon, the, the pier ain't ready yet. Come back in like a... uh, You should be ready by tomorrow. Manana, my buddy. Or there is also the whole idea that, uh, you know, Sharon ferries the dead to the underworld. And that's just where he picks up the souls of the damned. Oh, yeah. You have to show up to the pier first. Otherwise, like that particular pier. He's not going out this way. you, You can't... You can't just turn up anywhere. If you're a damned soul, you have to be picked up from the pier. Yeah, it's not... That is where you come from. It's a ferry. It's not the taxi service. Come on. If you're not if you're not dead right there, you don't you don't get to go anywhere. And frankly, you don't pay him enough. Seriously. So. Inflation, man. You gotta have at least three coins now. At least. Last so, I heard it was about six. So they casually behead the corpses. And uh looks like no one looks like one survived. Yep. For now. Um, uh, and that is her friend one survived and we go back to the flashback where rain Uh, is escaped and she's just finished just brutally murdering everyone in the circus and she says rain take my sword followed by just brutal murder yeah like truly neck ripping horrible horrible murder which is just unfortunate really reminds me of my Um, last D&D campaign (laughs) it's it's just terrible. I mean, again, it was more of the Wibbly flashbacks. 
Player ca- and- players, listen, you've just been given a number of items from this well-meaning person who has uh, informed you of the quest and where you must go. Great. We kill them and take all of their items. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> I, wa- so I was hoping to reuse the character later, but I guess we're not doing that now. Oh, no, well. You're not allowed to. It's, it's the rules. You are not allowed to reuse the character again. Sorry. Well, they- I figured they'd come back at some point and be like hey how'd that sword work out anyway later and uh <laughs> the way i not this time the way i played it was just like they came back as an undead and we we're just like hey sup no yeah it's cool don't worry about it yeah i've got i've got like only half a shoulder now because you took the other half so that's yeah, whatever how's that sword working out for you buddy <laughs> yeah just it and and she was so i'd have to say it's like one of them it's michelle rodriguez was so sort of meh murder what I guess once it's a vampire, their whole thing is like, well, it's pretty much just an animal now. And I don't feel bad about killing an animal because that's what we need to do to survive. So this is not different than that. It's a vampire. If I'm not going to kill her today, she's going to come back tomorrow and kill me. Yeah. I mean, still, you know, some care. (laughs) (laughs) At least like a sorry about that, buddy. She's still technically currently human. Just... I don't know how it works in this you know, universe. Are you a vampire like the moment you get bit? I don't know. I, I've, I've played the games, but that didn't entirely explain it either. So, uh, I so guess yeah, they uh, they just so the th- so for reference, the three strangers just showed up, beheaded some corpses, killed another person, and peaced out. And none of the other circus guys are like, "Hey, hang on, just a second. That's my sister. Fuck you." Yeah, they're all just like, "Oh, okay, you killed people. This is fine." You just killed my what? colleague without you didn't you didn't say why. You just did a murder. So more footage of lovely Romanian castles at sunset, or just graded to look like that because they're like th- those stones should be kind of gray, and they're so but, fluorescent orange. But okay, we'll, we'll just let it believe it. It's it's fine. It's it, it's how it works in this universe that everything is fluorescent orange, and we'll believe that. Inside this new castle, there's a man dictating a letter to his daughter, I guess. Uh, this is Michelle Rodriguez's uh, it's Billy dad. Zane. Uh, sorry? It's Billy Zane. Okay, I don't know who that is. Uh, he's been in a lot of stuff. He was... Oh, God, what was he famously in? That's going to annoy me. Um, he's been in a lot of stuff. Usually he doesn't have hair. Maybe I'd Usually recognize he is him hairless. without the hair. Okay. Uh, he was in Back to the Future... Uh, Survival Island, which looks like another trash movie. Well, I guess this uh, is... He's playing Michelle Rodriguez's dad. And uh, also, I guess he's a vampire. Yes, he's definitely a vampire. So, you know, you've played Skyrim, right? Just, yes. Yeah, okay. You know that intro where they just start saying names of things? Yeah. and And they just expect the new player to know what these things are? Yeah. Well, here's it's... a few of these words now. Brimstone Society. Fourth time we've heard this, still not explained. No. It's so bad. I can't remember what the words were. Uh, Belial's Artifacts. First time we're hearing about these, and he just mentions that they're important for some reason. Because, of course, they are. They're, well, uh, they're important to vampires. His letter contains the contains the sentence, You and I are the only ones who know what is hidden inside Brimstone Fortress. Except Again. Uh, except for his scribe there, presumably, who Who now knows. I mean, he knows now. 
but <sighs> oh, scribe, it, remind it, me to kill to kill my scribe later. Thank you. Sorry, scribe. It's so bad. <laughs> scribe, take a letter. I'm about to kill my scribe. End. Thank you, scribe. <laughs> That's very Zap Brannigan. The whole scene, he reminds me a bit Zap Brannigan. He is a little bit. I, it, Billy Zane always has that sort of thing going on if he's playing a role that you sometimes do find just so sort of oh okay fetch my formal fangs (laughs) (laughs) oh just swapping them out yeah diamond encrusted all those lovely diamond encrusted oh just fang grills yeah of course oh yeah so cut to rain who saves half a caravan full of people from some vampires and then she eats the vampires because that's a normal thing in this universe. So she gets a ride from the remaining bits of the caravan. Uh, and we get two very telling lines from this movie. Why did you save us? I don't know. Where? <laughs> where where's your family? Don't have one. Okay. I. Fine. You could have used that scene in a lot of different ways. That wasn't the one I was expecting, but okay. No. Like, it, it wasn't. It was so deadpan as well. Like they have, she has moments where it reminds me of uh, Milija Jovovich in Resident Evil. Oh yeah, maybe. But with nowhere near enough. Wait. Of of the presence. Wait, I think maybe I haven't seen the Resident Evil movie. Cool. That's getting added to the list then. Uh, I I now <laughs> need to wonder which list, and I am afraid. <laughs> so it's got michelle rodriguez in again i mean i like her she's great so far i mean like uh, when we're saying it's so deadpan and there's no emotion i have yet to want to see an an emotion on anyone's face at all yeah because i i love michelle rodriguez and if you were listening michelle i do i'm not being this is not an insult it's just through the first part of this movie it does very much look like she can smell bad things it's it's just it there are points at the beginning of the movie actually through most of this i suppose if it's in romania and there's lots of horses maybe she's smelling horse dung but she does spend a lot of this movie with her evil face her, her you know her, her slightly grumpy face being hmm, i've smelled something bad oh she's got resting grump face all right there's no question about that <laughs> so good though i love so, it i will forever love it they are so the i guess they drop her off in a town i guess the caravan shows up in i guess what the the same town from the opening shots so maybe this is brimstone maybe this is brimstone because there's like buildings and stuff so but oh no there's vampires everywhere and rain seduces then eats one of them which it's not explained was it explained in the first see she's a vampire and so decides to eat her in public yeah just like right there yeah, like ah, no, this uh, this is a good place for a meal. Uh, <laughs> no one's terribly fussed by this. In fact, no. a couple of people after the lady gets eaten just go up and steal her purse. Yep. And uh, but when she's finished eating, we have the uh, fortune teller character. Oh who yeah, I feel was painfully underutilized. Well, the fortune teller is also able to communicate telepathically. So, is she a vampire? Which so is again, they sit down never explained. to a game of cards. Or a tarot reading. Okay, uh, so 
very specific tower. Mufi, are you familiar with the 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 myth with a thousand faces or whatever it is, the the John Campbell thing? No. Oh, okay. So Oh god. The idea is like the monomyth, do you know about this? Oh, what the is that it's not like just the creational creation well, the, myths generally the same. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's a guy called John Campbell who looked at all of mythology and was like, here are six themes that repeat everywhere, and there are not more than six themes. In fact, he broke yeah. it down to a whole set of real specific elements in order that the hero's journey goes through. So he reckoned there was only like one kind of myth, and it was the hero's journey. Yeah. So that's what Star Wars did, for example. That was a deliberate attempt to just put John Campbell onto film. And uh, one of those elements is called the meeting with the goddess, which normally is at around the turning point of Act 2, where, you know, everything's just gone to shit, and you meet the goddess, and she's like, okay, so you kind of need to do what you're going to do, right? So here's some item to help you and go on your way and you start going toward the... Why is the meeting with the goddess... Why is the meeting with the goddess going on in Act 1? I... It it seems... I mean, given, as we know, that this was the first draft, it feels very much like there was meant to be more before it. It feels like there was just a bunch of scenes that were not in any particular order... And they and they just, just said like let's do it in that this. order. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's an hour and a half long film, and this happens what? Oh, like twenty minutes 20 in. Twenty minutes in. Yeah, thereabouts. So we're at the end of Act Two in terms of our hero's journey thing. Maybe they were trying to mess with the hero's journey, which explains all of the flashbacks because they're like, "Well, we'll do it, but we'll only show you the bits that we want to show." Except this isn't a flashback. This just happens. Yeah this this is just here, and she. Doesn't explain much. Yeah, turns it's out a that, bit odd. turns out that the Dam Pier is uh, actually not a boat place for spectral Greek myth folks, but uh, a half human, half vampire, who apparently has all the good stuff of being human, like being able to walk in sun shirts on light. It's essentially, I think she's essentially like a daywalker from the Blade series. Yeah, she's a blade. So uh, they're they're really getting a lot of mileage out of that one shot of Kagan raping that lady, right? Because they keep yeah, calling back um, to it. it. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I know it's character development. I know it's important, but it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, but they just keep using <laughs> that same shot. Like, not even alternate angles, just the same exact shot. Yeah. and it's They a, had the opportunity to take alternate angles. But also, but no. whose who's flashback is this? It's not, it's not hers. That's not the angle she had, unless she was directly above them while they were doing the thing. Yeah. But also, it, wait, this is the this is when her mother got raped. So is she watching her own conception? Is that a vampire thing? That again, I that I don't understand because there was the whole comment about, you know, they're usually it's usually was it rarely a happy union. Well, yeah, okay. I guess uh I guess nobody's into interspecies is a vampire species. Anyway, they're um, not into inter that relationship, whatever a vampire is. It's it's weird. Is what it is. <laughs> she, uh, she so I guess her tells... thing is now that she wants to kill Kagan, but he's the yes. most powerful vampire. But she doesn't care. She's going to do it anyway. Because, of course, she is. She is the hero. She must. Fortunately, the fortune teller lady has a plan. Go get the MacGuffin and then seek an audience yep. with Kagan. Sensible. I 
guess. So maybe? why does the fortune teller know this? I guess she's telepathic or maybe fortune tellers just know this stuff. I mean, uh, don't ask too many questions, right? Yeah, I mean, you don't ask why she knows any of the things she knows. Yeah, I mean, also, why is she telling Rain this? Because she's just been like, oh, no, that's a bad idea. Don't do that. Anyway, let me tell you what uh, what all yeah. the information that you'll need to do the thing I don't think you should do. And she, you know, then, then informs her of where this talisman, as she calls it, is kept. Oh, well, her she, her whole thing is like, well, it's my purpose. My purpose is to show up at this point in the plot and, tell, and give you the quest for the MacGuffin. That's my job. Shut up. <laughs> Let me tell you these things. So side note, I don't recall tarot cards being quite this precise. Normal, normally, They're isn't not. it like, normally, isn't it saying, like, you, you, you probably know a lot more about this than I do. It's, it's symbolism. Okay. It's all very, I mean, it, I get that they're kind of trying to pull the whole sort of, this is a, a Roman gypsy, because it's in Romania, it would be the sort of that level of kind of thing. Sure. Trying to teach the child things, and it's a whole exposition thing and all that. Yeah, jazz. but she pulls out a card and says, like, no, 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 this is this one specific dude. Yeah. I mean, I suppose she could have been using him in reference as the emperor. It could have been an emperor card. It's And here's his address. Weird. Yeah. I, <laughs> and, like, I, and he'll be, uh, like, would you like the rest of his schedule? I think he'll be available in this room between around uh, 9 and 11 o'clock, depending on how long the meeting goes. Why don't I call his secretary for you? Let me just, just pull out a card, and the card will call the fucking secretary for you. I don't, what? <laughs> and it's a very weird set of tarot cards, if it is, in fact, a set of tarot cards. <laughs> I mean, it's evoking that, whatever it is, right? It's, I think that's the whole point. It's just... They kind of missed the point when it comes to tarot cards of them being symbolic versus like literal information. So, it's, it's so we get an, uh, another lovely little, I call that a specific line here, which is emblematic of a lot of what happens in the planning stages mm. of anything in this movie, which is you will be doing the world a great service by killing Kagan. I'm not interested <sighs> in the world, only Kagan. So right, yep. so we have the same aim. We're talking past each other, and everyone agrees. But you have a different. That's fine. Fuck it. Go. Fine. Kill Kagan. Just do it. I don't care why. Do the Nobody <laughs> gives a shit about the existential reasons why you might want to kill this guy who's been killing. Also, what did he do? That was. So, I guess he's just trying. He's power. He wants to be a king. He, he's, yeah, he's he's just trying to become more powerful, as as far as I can tell. And, and he's a vampire, know, he's... and vampires are evil. Which I mean, mo all of the vampires we see in this movie are actually evil. But hey, man. But that's a generalization. It's like saying these humans are evil. I How mean, that's, evil? that's frequently a fair, that's frequently a fair. Those, yeah. those humans are, you know. Oh yeah, no, they're terrible. I'm not a fan. I hate those guys. Anyway, so Rain steals a horse and leaves. Or I guess maybe she bought a horse or maybe she just had a horse. I think she steals it. I think that's because there's a very sort of close shot of her carefully pulling the rope off of the, yeah. of the horse. Now. It's like, mate, if someone's watching you, you're going to get caught. Whether or not you're careful and sneaky about it, you will get caught. It's oh, just, I mean, just I feel like you're missing a trick here because if somebody catches her, she'll, she'll just eat them. Well, this is true. She is she is vampiric in nature, so she could just eat them. Back to Castle Von Kagen. <laughs> You know, he's important because there's a dozen extras standing in a hallway. Yep. They're all, they're all there to protect him, I guess. I... I don't know why this scene looked this awkward. Maybe it's just that they all had 
weird uniforms or didn't have a hat. Maybe if they all had hats, it would have been. It Maybe. Just, it just seemed like a bunch of people milling around in a hallway. Yeah, it doesn't very much look like it's uh, anybody officially there for them, which, you know, he's he's gone big on the emblematic displays at the sides. He's got all those drapes and all that sort of stuff. And yet oh, somehow hasn't managed drapery. to give his hasn't managed to give his people any anything to identify them as his people. So, it's a bit weird. So I guess they spied on the fortune teller visits. So now she's looking for an an eye and they're like, okay, we'll follow her. And then when she finds the eye, take the eye and kill her. Exactly. That's that's what you always but do. Wait, why do they need rain to lead them to it? Like, because now like, if they if they heard that meeting, then they know where it is. Where rain is. Yeah. Well, where the eye is. They can just go there. They know where it is. They can go get it. They just um, go there yeah, before they... she does. They have faster horses, maybe. Maybe they're closer. I don't know. It's Again, it's very sort of, hey, let's just give the hero something to do and send her off on her mission without much kind of care or thought about anything else. Well, Kagan <laughs> wants her dead and mostly because he wants the MacGuffin. Yes. So cut to it's a It's still bunch not explained entirely why. Of horse people but... riding across the plains while the super mullet <sighs> bros observe from a safe distance. Then they also leave. Because, of course, the supermarket bros have to be there to watch what's going on. That's, so, that's just a law, isn't it? More helicopter it's shots helpful. of horse riders crossing some seriously lovely landscapes. I think they're still in Romania, and men, uh, once it's safe again after the whole coronavirus thing, I'd like to visit Romania. Uh, yeah, I think that's not a plan of uh, me and a few like friends go going next year because we have to. Oh, yeah. Well, I have also because like, like yeah. Transylvania and bats. <laughs> Is that what I, I would? It. I would probably go there to go hiking. Anyway. Oh no! Not in the hiking. No bars, man, and museums. Ah, so wait, I mean, so uh, so hiking? the lone so over these lovely uh, helicopter shots, I guess the lone rider person was not the mullet bros or it anyone else. Rain. It was rain. They did. They really could have used an establishing shot somewhere. They could have, but they did not. <laughs> they decided not to establish that, so you just sort of get a shot of rain on a horse, and you're like, oh, that, okay, I guess one of those was her then, because you showed a whole lot of people on horses, and then just showed more shots of horse people from above yeah. wearing cloaks. It's not clear. So she shows up at a monastery it's, it's, and asks for shelter, and the monks are super good people, and they're like, oh, shit, you're hungry and tired. Because, yeah, come on in. You know, yeah, we got some food. They're uh, monks. But, you know, <laughs> I know it's super late, and you can tell from the candles everywhere that it's super late, but none yeah. of the monks decide to join their guest for a bite to eat or, like, sit with her. No. I feel like that's quite I rude. suspect it's because – well, also, I suspect it's because it's a monastery and it's all men. And, like, they shouldn't be interacting with women too much. I don't know what the I rules guess. are for that. I mean, because they did invite in. I mean, to me, they invited in a guest and then gave her something to eat and then pissed off and left their guest alone. And I'm like, okay, so first of all, that's a lot of trust in someone you've never met. And second of all, yeah. maybe sit with your guest and say, man, you've been riding for three days. Where have you come from? How are you doing? Would you like some more? Like, There's some more in the kitchen if you, you want. Why are you riding? Uh, to me, it feels like weird hospitality, but there's a lot weird about this movie, and that's not the weirdest part. The fact that they trusted her when apparently this is where they are housing and protecting something 
says it concerns me. So it turns out that she's actually here to steal from them. Because you always steal from monks. That's a good move. So she goes into the basement across the courtyard and she can tell where the MacGuffin is because she has spider senses. And it whispers. So guarding the place is a sleeping man uh, who Uh, has some sort of uh, facial... Uh, deformity, maybe I don't know what's I, going on exactly, but you know he's. It's not quite clear. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it's a vampire. I don't know if it's a vampire. I think he's just a dude. Why would the vampire be guarding the thing? That's a good question. Maybe it's just like one of the monks because he's got a cross on and everything, right? Yeah, that is a good point. I kind of, to me, when I watched it, it said that it, I, I kind of went vampire but actually thinking about it now you're probably right it may well just be a monk well i mean partly that's one of the problems with like visual movie language it's that like this person has a facial deformity and that means they are evil which nothing could be further from the truth and i wasn't going that your that. Face it, was more, it, it was more the weaponry that he picks up in a minute looks far too big for oh yeah he's just got a big carrying. old hammer yeah, he's a big dude though it's like a giant man. He he is a big dude. I suppose it could well be. I could just be being very biased. Yeah. And I am very sorry about that. No, I, 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 what, you're picking up what the movie communicated is what I'm suggesting. You're not making the judgment. The movie is saying, look, look at this ugly person. Therefore, the, you know, it, it goes back to like James Bond villains having an eye missing. And, you know, that's supposed yeah, to be I like, suppose. look at the evil person. You can tell they're evil because they have something wrong with their face. And you're like, well, I, all right. Uh, there's a certain okay, amount of, yeah. I don't I don't like that, but it is part of movie language. Unfortunately, yeah. So he's guarding it, and she tries to use the tip of her sword to take the necklace that he's wearing from him because she saw that there was an opening near a door that had a little cross-shaped indent on it. She doesn't decide yeah. to try her cross first. Maybe any, any cross will work. Maybe that's the Maybe. key because vampires can't touch crosses, so that would be a nice defense. But she decides to steal his instead, so she just brutally murders him. Yeah, totally. Just, I mean, a small fight, but clearly she was always going to win. Yeah, not a very and, good uh, one either. Not a good fight scene. No, really not a good fight scene. So through the super secret door, by which I mean a totally normal door, which just has a weird... I don't just blue tack this uh, cross shaped object to it and it'll unlock <laughs> sort of, you know, she finds Which is the MacGuffin weird. in a box. So she has to go through this, uh, these blades that are spinning, I guess. And again, like, I know it's a fantasy movie. I'm aware, but like most of everything that I've seen so far in this movie, you could understand middle age is technology and it's all kind of, you know, it's all kind of that level. Spinning blades? I mean, once you could do that with, like, springs. Yeah, but not repeatedly. Yeah, but, like, somebody is down there reloading those fucking mechanisms. I know! Or... Is that just their baby? Magic. Let's go with magic. Just hand wave it away. vampires. Just hand wave it away. There's some... Maybe the monks have magic. Who knows? So she... Maybe. She decides to do some flips, and this works for some reason. And lodges one of her swords oh no she reaches in and one of her swords ends up lodged lodged in the ceiling yeah and then the other on the other end because she's i guess uh, i don't know why but apparently the first time with the blades knocking her swords away wasn't 
enough of a telling sign. That so she gets the MacGuffin and water starts filling the room, which, uh, as we've established earlier, burns vampires rather severely. But well, here's here's one of my questions. If water burns vampires and the only people who want to steal this thing is vampires, why not put the thing underwater? Yep. Yeah, I, I don't... The blades won't do in... anything to a vampire, right? It's not a stab no. in the heart or a... You know, they'll, beheading. they'll just they'll just have the thing. So if your aim here is that no one should ever find this, is Put the it other point. Not only underwater, why not just bring the fucking thing out to sea and drop it into the depths of the ocean? Yeah, you'd think that would make sense. Because, like, but... security stuff, generally, there's the trade-off between security and access. Like, the safest place that I could store an object, let's say, like, money's no object, and I can just throw the thing wherever. I could choose two places where I would put that object to where no one yeah. would ever get it. The first one is out, like, in interstellar space, like, just launch a rocket, Voyager style, and have it just launch out into the middle of wherever the fuck, Right. The second way to do it is drop fine. it to the yeah. bottom of the Marianas Trench, because it's quite difficult to get there. And it's Just very large. It's and it's very hard to see. Because it's very dark. So <laughs> I mean, nobody, like... nobody is going looking for that fucking thing, right? No. Or just destroy it. I don't know. I guess, like, these things are super crazy things, and they're, like, mystical or magic or something. I don't know. Maybe you can't destroy them. Maybe they keep coming back like the Lord of the Rings ring or something. I don't know. It's not established. Maybe. You're hearing me say, I don't know, it's not established a lot. And that's sort of my review of the movie. (laughs) Yeah. It's not established. (laughs) Blood Rain. (laughs) Twenty. What was this? 2006? Uh, 2005? Blood Rain 2005. It's not really established why anything. That's the review. So yeah, 2005. She now has the MacGuffin, and she looks at the MacGuffin after flipping upside down to avoid the water. And then, I mean, the door closes and fills, and then she has the eye, and she looks at the eye, and I guess the eye is her eye now? Yeah, it becomes her eye, and I'm confused as to why. And this makes her immune to water. So Very. I, I guess that's what it does. So, uh-oh, the monk found her, and now she's in trouble. I, it, they get rid of her? So the head monk man won't let her leave, because instead he wants to tell her a bunch of exposition. Oh, uh, everything, everybody she meets seems to want to tell her exposition. Yeah. Everybody. Every character so far has either been super vague and hinting at stuff that maybe we'll see later, I guess, or has just been like, oh, no, yeah, the MacGuffin? Yeah, you go here uh, about nine o'clock. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'll give you the number of the secretary. Just make a meeting, okay? Yeah. Everyone I, seems I, to know everything except for the main characters who know nothing. Which I don't kind of understand, I have to say. Like, <laughs> so, just, why? Uh-oh. The, the monastery is under attack. Whoever could have guessed? Oh, because no one would ever have thought that was going to happen. What with the massive amount of people riding towards the monastery. So, just, uh, um... so I guess Rain is just going to leave with the eye. And uh, so- yep. sound design note. There's a there's a there's just a they fight bit here, and it's just not good. We've got some notes on that. But 
there's a particular yes. dude who wields a quarterstaff and whose quarterstaff keeps blocking sword blows. Yep. They use precisely the same sound like six times in a row. Yeah. Like, it's like not even a different Foley sound. They just use the same dunk, 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 and it's mixed super loud. So it becomes very, there is no t- there is no way that the post-production audio team were given enough time to do this. There is no way. No, I I feel it was very, very rushed out in like the space of maybe six months. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, that feels like they put in a placeholder and we're like, OK, let's give that to the Foley team to re-record some of that. And they were like, great. Sounds great. And we're like, uh, what? No, stop. <laughs> please, please stop. That's not the finished. OK. It's it. Oh, I feel so sorry for them. I really do. I, don't, I have to say that I feel so sorry for that production team because they have obviously tried to make it watchable. Well, not so much just watchable, but you know. So we're they've, they've tried. We've been shitting on the movie like a lot. Let let me just take a moment here to note some positives: the costumes and the art department. Yeah, goddamned transcendent, beautiful, they are fantastic. Other than the one dude who just has like a flap of sheepskin hanging off him for some reason, I, I'm not sure, but I agree with that costume decision. But everything else, the costumes are glorious. They went a little bit with the uh, John Stone. John Stone, John Snow, John Snow. I don't know. Oh, John Snow, the 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 Thrones game man. Of Thrones. Yeah, the game man. Yeah, that's him. Who uh, essentially just had a sheepskin attached to his back again. It was an IKEA rug, I believe, or you this, could make it out of an IKEA. This rug. predates. This predates that by like a while, though, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. Well, yeah, no, it's about five years. Yeah, so. But yeah, uh, like the art department, all of the set dressing is beautiful. All of the locations are gorgeous. They have some great cinematography. The sound design is wonderful when it's allowed to be. And other times, again, like I'm not saying the sound design is bad. I'm saying I feel like they got caught on draft two and were like, well, we got no more time to make a draft three. That That's my feeling. It it does feel slightly rushed. It, it. I mean, it. It could have been a fantastic, much more fantastic movie, but it very much got rushed. Uh, so, fun fact though, uh, there, there's a large community of people who collect movie props and movie costumes and like put them on yep. display in their homes and offices and whatnot. Have you? So, one of the tricks of that collectorship is find a movie that was that nobody really liked, but the art department was good, and buy those props, right? Yeah. So consequently, you know, some of like the beautiful, I don't know if they call it Victorian, but the sort of uh, lovely dress vampire costume things here. Yeah. They're kind of great. Gorgeous. Uh, So we have to go back to the fight scene, don't we? Unfortunately. So here's the mullet boys shuffling in to fight people. Like they just sort of shuffle awkwardly and just frame and go, I'm here. Yep, and <laughs> guess they're. Uh, I guess they just followed the large convoy of horses and decided that they'd fight yeah. the entire goon squad. Oh yeah, because that's exactly what two guys would do. <sighs> I the sword play is so bad. <laughs> the sword play is so bad. I, There's just so much the, spinning. Why is there so much spinning? Why won't anyone stop spinning? <laughs> The fight choreography in this movie is very 2005, but even for 2005, compare this to two years earlier when you had Lord of the Rings going on. Yeah. 
Like, th- th- this is watch those fight scenes, bad. then watch this and be like, okay, well, the timeline is not the excuse here. No, it's not. There's no way it's the excuse. So they We've got enough information. They even managed to make Michelle Rodriguez look like she's not a total badass, which is wrong. She is complete total badass, and there's got to be some sort of law against that. I'm insanely confused by that. Like, she isn't used to her full ability in this film. (laughs) I feel like you've also hit... That's also a generality we could use for this film. They're not used to their full potential or any potential. They're not used to anyone's potential in this film. Because, like, Ben Kingsley doesn't get much time. And Ben Kingsley is amazing. Like, whoever doesn't love Ben Kingsley... So back at the castle where Kingsley as Kagan is, a young woman is presented to him, and I guess that's just we're watching him have his lunch. Yeah, because it's normal. Yeah. She she has an emotion on her face, which is trepidation. Don't blame her. Yeah. She's so, this random extra is so far the best facial acting we've seen in the movie. Which is terrifying they have ben goddamn kingsley (laughs) and they have michelle motherfucking rodriguez and neither Um, of them have performed a single facial expression this whole time (laughs) but this extra is killing it thank you extra you're the first time when i was like oh i remember what movies can be now yeah it's (laughs) it's it's kind of almost like uh, uh, Bowl decided everybody must have Botox. <sighs> so no one cuts. can move their face for this entire film. Oh my god! So unless you have more to say about this, I'd like to move on, please. Let Kurt, you know, let's just let, let's leave the they, impressive extra behind. They fight. So cut to some more <laughs> lovely aerial footage of horses. Buddy arrives with his prisoner because he, he captured Rain. That's the thing at the end. Yeah. There, he just knocked her out and threw her over his shoulder like a sack of potatoes and left and then buddy arrives that's all you do. with his prisoner to a <laughs> chapel i guess where there's uh, where there's an orgy happening yeah the large orgy yeah uh, uh, meatloaf shelter until nightfall and uh, i guess there's blood on tap here i guess which is pretty fucking from grim. the looks of it yeah like and it's also the way it's tapped as well oh, like yeah. i'm looking at it going their turnover of blood must be ridiculous oh yeah this is those people aren't gonna stay alive (laughs) this is peter jackson levels of schlocky blood soaked nonsense let's just throw a whole art department's worth of blood at this person and call it a horror movie it's for those who even a horror movie for those who haven't seen any of the peter jackson stuff that isn't lord of the rings you watch a couple of his earlier works and you'll know what i mean uh brain dead yes so watch anything brain dead i have seen that weirdly and i'm almost sad it doesn't get to go on the list yeah it it does make me sad that we can't talk about that because that is such a good film yeah well maybe we can there's nothing stopping (laughs) us but i might be less surprised this is true also also i quite like this guy leonid yes He's faded out of my brain again. The meatloaf. Oh, yeah. 
I love Meatloaf. I think I, I think he's fantastic for all of the what four minutes he's in the film. His performance is sort of standout to me in this because he is he's like Joker levels of animated and unhinged. It's wonderful. Yeah, he always plays really really well like when he's playing those sorts of really weird act weird characters who are as you say unhinged and just very standout-ish in, a, in the rest of the film he always plays them so well i absolutely love i love how well he does that i don't think i've seen him act before he was in i say this you've probably not seen rocky horror picture show no i haven't it's on the list. I know it's on the list. Things. I know we've just gone through Pride Month. It's been on the list. I know. Shut up. <laughs> I'm not talking to you, Mufi. I'm saying I'm in. I'm expecting. I don't know what I'm expecting. I just. I just don't want to get yelled at on the internet. I know this is the point of the show, fellas. We will. We will make him watch Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's fine. It will happen. So, uh, Leonid decides to keep Rain for himself because he, I guess he can tell that she's got the eye and what it is. And, uh, so the party continues and the two mullets come in and rescue one of the hanging blood fountain dudes. And then they just sort of... he's still alive. And then they just sort of put him down and leave? Yeah. Okay, we've let you down. We've done our job. You can fuck off now, mate. It's, that's that's fine. Okay. You get outside. Okay, we've that's saved fine. you later. Hey, I'm still feeling pretty weak. I lost a lot of blood there. Anyway, you could... Nope, that's fine. You you get... Uh, I'm sure you can get out just fine. Just fight your way through those 40 vampires on the way out. Okay, later. Yeah, it'll be fine. You can do this. What are we talking about? I know you can do this. So, Rain... <laughs> Rain bites Leonid's ear off, I guess, as he tries to take the eye, but then he stabs yep. her in the side a few times. Doesn't kill her, because vampire... Yeah, that's vampire rules. So now it's time <laughs> for the men to swoop in and save the day. Yay, men. <laughs> oh, and the mullets, just, they, they, they don't care. No, you don't understand. Like, yes, she is this super-powered, super-strong, unbelievably skilled, you know, in the game, gun-toting, like, Dante from whatever it is, rip-off. But men, though... They're the ones who save the day, right? Oh, always. I, I I don't know how I get along with my general day-to-day life without a man coming along to save me. I don't know that either. That's why I keep coming around to save you and you're not there. I'm almost starting to think that you've given me the wrong address. <laughs> well, also, because I have, you know, I, I am uh, essentially the anti-hero. I, I save myself a lot of the time. Or I've just fallen down a hole. Yeah, and then you need, Can't like... Can't always find me. Then I need saving. <laughs> <laughs> then you need a rope, not a man. No, definitely need a rope. Rope is helpful. Yeah. I, it gets stupid. Is it like, I, this is around the time when I really did start noticing, like, our main character here is established early on as being this unbelievably dangerous creature. And yep. she keeps... Keeps getting captured. She's <laughs> captured and put in cages and... Like she is consistently damseled. <laughs> yeah, I don't know it's, if damsel is a verb, but I'm I'm making it a verb now. I'm I'm going with it's a verb. If it's not a verb already, it is now a verb. Damseled. It has um, been. It's so it shall be written. So shall it be said. It's just ridiculous. They, as you say, they're they're playing her off as this really overly powerful, strong, like semi-independent woman. Because, you know, she's still a bit kind of broken from what happened to her as a child. Understandably, I feel. And 
And then, that you know, they've actually objectively given her quite a good backstory because one of my constant arguments with with games and movies is you have this strong female character who has who is strong and she is you know she's surviving she doesn't need no man and all this sort of shit and she does it just because she can like you know that's her whole thing it, it, it there's all this and they've always given her some really overly tragic backstory but she's fully overcome that backstory and it fuels her. But in this, they've kind of given her that tragic backstory and she's still having trouble. Which I like, but not when it's she's still having trouble and she's constantly captured and still has to get saved by the man. Like, if she got herself out of these situations, yes. But she never does. Yeah, I think we're Just, on the same page with that. I can't. So, <laughs> after another lackluster fight sequence... Old mullet man approaches Leonid and oh. says, so we meet again. Do you really? Mufi, uh, did I miss some, did I miss part of the movie? Because when did they meet before? I don't. I, I'm assuming this was a suggestion that they had a backstory. Uh, you can't. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know if you've seen movies, but normally. There's a backstory. Normally when you need to establish the characters have had some sort of pre-exit you would put in a line about it or you might have a scene about it or you might do something in flashback god forbid more flashbacks but you know what i'm saying flashbacks at this film (laughs) but like one person saying you know even outside if he had gone fuck he's got she's been taken to leonids yeah you know this guy Uh, yeah we've met a couple of times or, you know, the, yeah, he's the guy who took my finger. He's the guy who stole my first sword. And I, you know what? I, just give him something. Yeah, Take three seconds not. to establish this. <laughs> and the thing is, is, he doesn't even, like, he reacts, but there's no sort of emotion to it, I guess. It's the best way to look at it. Hi, nice to see you again. Anyway, I'm going to kill you now. Later. these kind of movies make more sense when everybody is a stereotypical surfer stoner oh hey it's you again we've never met oh hey it's you again (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know if that's a stereotypical stoner i think it's just like a stereotypical dumb person it's stereotypical goldfish um a little bit yeah oh hey it's you again i remember you you i think maybe so here is the master plan break the windows yep because you wonder you wonder why they couldn't have done this from outside yeah and also why stained glass doesn't doesn't kill them but but the not stained glass like does glass block in is it just some frequencies of light that do this Apparently in this universe, because every other universe, every other vampire movie, TV show, video game, whatever I've watched, if there is a light coming through a window, you still get... The the original Dracula, he stands in front of a window and gets burnt. Yeah. Like, (laughs) just so bad. So so he does that, and then everybody burns up, and you notice how old mullet man just, like, keeps randomly swapping his sword from hand to hand yep Why? Uh, that annoys me that's a weird thing to do 
it's a stupid thing to do. I guess they if you wanted are then attacked, more motion. You are not prepared. Yeah, but they wanted more motion in the frame, so you got to do something. <sighs> Anything but that. Pace. So cut to more lovely helicopter footage of horse riders. I'm beginning to think they're using almost exactly the same shots. Uh, I think they're different shots. I think they just, they're very pretty. <laughs> I, I don't mind these ones. This is the part of the movie I do like. Where we just get to watch cool shots of horse riding in the Romanian countryside. It does half make you wonder how much uh, of the budget went on the helicopter for the shots. I imagine probably that was like one day where they just got all of the horses and all of the yeah. helicopter stuff out of the way. I hope so. So really you quickly cut again to like two more seconds of sunset and then they're in a boat. And water and the boat is explained. Has- and the boat has no sails, I guess. Or they're super high up. Yeah. That, I, I have a look at it going, how is that boat moving? Like, they're not rowing. No. Magic? I'm going to call it magic. Let's go with magic. So they, It's the only thing I can think of. They have a brief conversation about... Well, I mean, I guess now they're convinced that she's a damn fear. And damn fear. The, the young mullet guy still thinks... That the, this is bad, that whatever they're doing is bad, and then we... Of course it's bad. We, the audience, don't know what his idea is, but he thinks it's a bad one. Yes, it's not the smartest. Uh, bringing her to their hideout, not the smartest. So... But, you know, that we may finally get an explanation. So, maybe, but first, I just... Blood Rain the game. The, f- yeah. the first one was sort of like a Devil May Cry clone, right? Am I right in that? Kind of, yeah. Okay, so like she has, she has the main thing there is like she has gun kata. Like she pulls out a bunch of pistols, and then when she's done shooting the guy, she'll slash the man with the sword thing. Uh, it's primarily so primarily get swords. Yeah, and then she has like grenades and stuff though. Oh yeah, she's the whole point of her in that was she was an agent working with. Uh, she was an agent working with, uh, with a spy with, agency with spy government. Yeah, who knows which one? I, I haven't played in years. I'll be honest. But like, <laughs> My, but she's not a medieval like damsel lady who keeps getting like that's not the game. No, no, she's a badass vampire who keeps killing people with grenades. Like it's set in present day and swords yeah there are grenades there's there are guns and stuff but i mean primarily she does use the two swords which is kind of the only thing you see in this movie so why is this one <laughs> medieval why is this one medieval i think it's her origin story i guess so also why does she keep needing to be rescued by these strange stoic mullet men when she's supposed to be the super powered woman one woman arm oh, we've already gone through that haven't we sorry yeah <laughs> she has grenades movie it's it's just she could just use the grenades. I just can't even. So sidetrack it's... over, unless you have more to say about the game comparison. Well, uh, the, the game comparison, I was just looking up the plot because it's been, as I say, it's been about. Oh, do tell, because I haven't. Many years. The game begins in 1933, which explains the sequel to this movie. Or is it the third in the series? There is more. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Let me. I just need a sanity check here for just a second, because what I think I just heard you say, what I think I just heard, Mufi, is the word sequel. Yeah. 
I'm sorry. That's it. I'm out. I'm, I'm not out. making you I'm watch done. it. I'm going home. <laughs> I'm going home. I'm done with movies. I'm done forever. <laughs> oh. Okay, I'm not actually done okay. forever because we do want to keep doing it. Who in there? We don't. We're not going to watch Blood Rain Three. It's not. Please happening. don't. Please don't make me do it. Movie. No, I'm not making you. It's fine. But she basically oh, it consists God. of three acts. It's set in 1993, and eventually they go to the to uh, Castle Gastat in Germany to eradicate the GGG, who isn't actually explained uh, all that much. Um, but the the third movie in the series is Blood Rain and the Third Reich. Uh, I I can't even get. <laughs> Normally, I'd have a quip here, but I think this information just broke my brain. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not even sure the second movie has her played by the same person. It isn't. <laughs> it's an, same act, same director, different person. <laughs> so, sidetrack over. <laughs> Uh, back, okay, yes. back at the castle, it's becoming increasingly clear that they could only afford Ben Kingsley for like a couple of days because ev- yeah. every scene he's been in has been in this one same location. Yep. And it's, it's not, you're not allowed to like it. it <laughs> they must've been paying him an absolute fucking bomb per second on this one. There's no way. <laughs> so, uh, this scene, nothing happens, but they need us to understand that Kagan does now want Rain alive and not dead, because I guess she's got the eye now. Yep. And he needs the eye, but not her. And I don't, I don't know how they get it out. Maybe, anyway, so the, 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 nothing makes sense, and that's okay. I'm, nope. cu- I've come to peace with this. Cut to an island base, I to. guess, where Michelle Rodriguez is unimpressed, and it looks like Kagan yep. has the rib. And one that's one of the three MacGuffins. There's three MacGuffins, yep. it turns out. There are three MacGuffins. So we're, they've locked up Rain in the base, the good guys have. And how how do we know you won't attack us? Well, I mean, she was just on a boat with you. On, she wasn't tied up on the boat. She, no. she could have attacked you then, taken the boat. It was entirely possible, but she did not. She she did the thing that most people didn't expect her to do. That's that's one thing she could have. She that's one bit of evidence yeah. that you could use to support. Maybe she's not going to do that. So yet, oh yeah. So, and the next thing that happens is, guess what? Another flashback. Well, Ugh, not fla- But here's the thing: it's not even another. Just it's the same stop. flashback as before. This is the rain. This is not the one at the circus. This is the rain's mother being raped and killed by Kagan. Except it's an ex- except, expansion. Except now we get some small clarification. First, her mother speaks French, so to who a little girl who is presumably rain, and she speaks with like yep. a real weird accent. I couldn't like she can speak really French. Weird. I would be willing to bet, but like I couldn't. She said something about like the fool of Paris has notably formulated the principles at something, something, something. I don't know. Like, or the something I, of Paris has notably formulated the principles of some. Like, she could probably I speak French, but I could French. not tell what in the world. She's reading from a textbook and it's like half a sentence yeah. that starts half the way through or something. I don't know. It's nonsensical. It's not clear. There's no context <laughs> to it. Like, it's it's not nonsense. I should. It's literally French, but like, normally I like to be like, yeah. I speak that language. Maybe the audience would like to know. But this one is not even a, they could have put a fun little joke in there or they could have put yep. a fun little Easter egg in there. They decided not but to no. do that. <laughs> they decided not to do that. Boofy. 
They, I, I know. I'm, I, I'm sorry. It's like they don't I, even want to have fun with this movie. It's joyless. It's so. There's like it's blah. It's joyless. There's no, and, and like yeah, fine. It's dark stuff. But it, it, they could have gone schlocky with the vampire thing. They could have gone full like blah. What are you doing? You know, they could. No what vampire has ever gone blah as far as I know. But it's a thing. No. You know, they could have done that. They could have gone super it's dark. Not. They could have gone blade. This is post nineties. Blade existed. They could have done that. Yeah, they could have gone they... strict game. They could have done so much. They could have had fun making some movies. And, like, doing a cool vampire thing, they decided not to have fun. Yeah, they they decided to try and do it as deadpan as possible, and Jesus, did they fail. What I'm concerned about with this scene, Uh the mother has built in a hidey hole for her child next to the fire. Why? (laughs) Uh, Could just be... Oh, this is a nice house. That could just be, like, a little cupboard where you keep the wood. I don't know, it seems too perfectly sized to fit a child in. I mean, I feel like any small cupboard is just is kid-sized. But it also has a grate to show, to let them see through, which is clearly not going to protect her from being seen by a vampire if they do come into the house. I suppose not. But anyway, uh, so... So she senses danger, somehow, the mother does, and hides rain in a secret cupboard next to the mantelpiece... Then oh, yeah. picks up a steak, which she keeps just just keeps there. Which I guess uh, I guess that one I don't mind so much. It was like yeah, of course, like the guy who raped me and ga- and impregnated me with my daughter. That guy's a vampire. Yes, I'm keeping a steak next to back. my bed. Right? Yeah, I would definitely be keeping a steak next to my bed if that was. So the the movie uh, currently has one point for good character detail. Unfortunately, it's it's. On a list of minus points. So anyway, she lists. Uh, she lists. She senses the danger, and I guess Kagan is here now, and he is hungry. He is damn hungry. So he won't eat. I guess when Rain has this flashback, it's not her own conception, as we thought was weird earlier, but it's a later event. So when yeah. she says he raped and killed my mother, she means like he raped her, and then several years later killed her. Yeah, from the sounds of it, that's kind of where she was going with it, rather than the actual, you know. But like, it's, I mean, I suppose if he raped her and then killed her, she wouldn't have been born. So I guess, but she raped her, her, and then later she—I thought does she have a sister? I don't know. Very little is explained. Maybe. But this one is like, okay, so that's nothing. So unhappy union is the way the the, the telepath lady, the card lady, let's, describes let's keep it. Let's unhappy union. Un, unhappy <laughs> union. That's uh. Yeah, so anyway, Rain is not happy about this. But back to the present time, um, I guess the two mullets and Michelle Rodriguez must have also seen the flashback, because now they're convinced by her story and let her free. (laughs) Yes, because, I mean, if they can see the flashbacks, I feel very sorry for them. So, all both of them. Because, like, there's a lot of flashbacks, but there's only two flashbacks. Yep. It, I, I, I get that they were trying to save money again, Ben Kingsley in that scene, and so obviously they need to save the money because Ben's Kingsley. But, mate, just, just just a little bit more filming of a couple more different memories. Yeah, but have you seen this helicopter? Oh, man. Oh, God. Look at this helicopter. We could just ride around in it all day. 
How much did this cost to make? I don't know. I don't want to know. Maybe too much, maybe too little. Either way, I don't like it. So cut to old <laughs> mullet man sharpening his sword using what is easily oh, wow. the stupidest technique I have ever seen for doing anything. Yep. But he's just going to slice his damn hands off. Use a workbench. He's... Yeah, it, but that is the that that way of of, cut, of sharpening a sword is a very stereotypical manly man macho. Is it? It's uh, not stereotypical anything. I... That's just the stupidest possible way. To, so I... for for reference, what he is doing for those of you playing at home is he holds the sharpening <laughs> stone in one hand and uh, just holds the blade in the same hand and then just uses the other hand to run it back and forth in his hand in a sort of sawing motion. It's it's very masculine. It's super <laughs> fucking unbelievably dumb, right? Now, I, I am weirdly here is where I get to speak from experience because I have in fact sharpened a sword and you don't nice. do it that way. I don't care I, what I, kind I don't of sword. I sharpen knives that way. Yeah, well, yeah, this is it. So I mean, uh think of like a big chef's knife. Would you ever yeah. ever 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 think to sharpen it this way? No. Because it's stupid. Very. So, I I don't know if they're trying to characterize it as like, oh man, look at this cool dude doing this cool, unusual thing. He does it the backwards or so. This guy wears his hat backwards and sharpens his sword backwards. It, that makes him a rebel. Oh yeah, totally. That's that, that's exactly how that works. God, I don't miss the nineties. Also, two thousand five, evidently. Yeah, no, the two thousand five was uh, apparently not the best year. <sighs> I I can't even. So sorry. Michelle Rodriguez is not impressed by him in general. Or his sword sharpening skills. Well, she doesn't <laughs> mention it. She doesn't mention it at all. She just looks at him and goes like, "So what? We're just going to open our doors to to everybody who wants to come in now? How, how about we open it up to Gagan's dudes so that they can just run through the place? Come in and murder us? Yeah. Yeah. So cut to a training montage where. During training, I mean, I guess it's a training montage, and Michelle Rodriguez wears this cool jacket at one point. And I like the, I like it when Michelle Rodriguez wears a cool jacket and paces back and forth in front of people doing like a, a Shaolin monk display thing. I guess. I guess. Maybe. I guess. I don't know what's going on it's, anymore. It's not very well done. And they're not like... good at this. They're not good at swords. No. And uh, they are. It's it's just, they spar oh. with the uh, with the sharp ones. That's weird. Yeah, like if you're going to spar with metal swords, you wear full armor. Don't. Yeah, don't spar with the full ones. You you spar with the blunt ones. <laughs> well, no, forget that. Just the steel. You you don't want a sharp one. Jesus, you're so you're going to kill somebody. But like, yeah. uh, even the, you have like a, so I should also explain here. I do, I have done a little bit of HEMA like twice is what I mean yeah. by a little bit. And I'm a super big fan <laughs> of it, but I don't feel like getting slammed in the head with a shield. So I don't really do it. Yeah, no, not really. That's but not I know enough. Idea. That's not my idea. But I read a lot about it and I watch the competitions and I think it's super rad. Mm. I, I think it's great. So HEMA, for those who don't know, historical European martial arts, it's like fencing, but with like a sword and buck, like a sword and shield or like a spear and a long sword, that sort of stuff. And it's where you get like katana guys versus long sword guys. It's good fun, right? Mm. Uh, so because I know that, I'm looking at any sword fight in a movie and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It's not. 
it's just not. But also, <laughs> if you're training that these days, you would use like a plastic sword or a wooden sword at most, right? Like yeah. you'd use a plastic thing uh, that's the right shape because you don't actually want to stab your training partner because if you keep stabbing your training partners, well, you're going to run out of training partners. Yeah. And then uh, that's not, no one's going to want to, no one's going to want to spar with you exactly. if you keep stabbing. Exactly. So I guess young mullet man delivers some clothing to rain and also invites her to dinner. And also, I mean, she, suge- yeah. she suggests that the food probably is not quite what she needs. And mullet man's like, you act as though you're the only one who feels pain. And it's like, what? Hang, hang the fuck on just a second. What she told you is that she has an unusual dietary requirement. Chill the fuck out. Yeah, it's 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 fine. Everyone's got different dietary requirements. She needs animal blood. That's weird, but that's what she needs. So whatever, it's fine. Yeah, if it makes her happy, turn then let her do it. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Like his anger is like you act. I'm like you needed to have. They're so they're trying so hard to establish some sort of chemistry between them, and it's just not working. It's. It's not, and unfortunately, that's that leads into. Okay, so Ugh. not quite yet. So turns out his parents not were killed much. by Kagan, and he also wants revenge. So okay, so we're fifty revenge. minutes into a ninety a ninety minute film, and we're still yep. in Act One. Yeah, I know. It it just oh god. We're just so much exposition still happening. It, I can't. So another pointless shot of Ben Kingsley sitting in his chair, this time hearing voices, I guess, uh, and cut again quickly to Rain having a nightmare about those flashbacks from before the circus flashbacks this time. Big bowl of flashbacks. (laughs) Just. So, of course, the best. You know what? When you get up from a weird nightmare about being covered in the gore of your of your captors, but also your friend whose swords yep. you still cherish and were really upset that they broke earlier. Oh, also the swords broke in training earlier. Oh, yeah, the swords That's... broke, which was just And she was upset, I guess. It, I... All right. Maybe. But that plot point was very much like, oh, no, the sword broke. That's okay. We'll have it fixed for you. Yeah, that's that's normal. I'm upset that's that my that swords works. broke. That's fine. We'll give it to the blacksmith. It'll be better in no time. Don't worry about it. That's the point. Oh, yeah. This is not a plot point. No, it's just a, oh, look, something bad happened. This is how you get new swords. so after she's had a nightmare about being covered in the gore of her best friend she decides to to just jump the dude jump (laughs) and it's it the the thing is about this scene like we've you know as adults we've watched movies yeah a lot of movies that have sex scenes yeah not talking about porn i mean actual adult movies yeah i I understand what you're talking about I was more for the audience, so they don't think that. I'm oh no! About but this scene just is porn now. It is, and it's badly directed. And it's as well. really, really bad. Like I'm not, I'm not excited by this in any way. No, I was laughing. This was funny. I was th- what I was partially concerned about is the fact that he's just torn her shirt open. Yeah, so he brought her some new clothes and then tore open her old clothes. Because of course, and then. You know, she just kind of goes, I'm just going to rip your shirt off and disappear down below shot. And then... And then, like, I'm going to drop your trousers and then jump you. Was she acrobatically... Like, she was hanging off the cells, the bar, the the cell bars. Basically like a spider monkey. 
So let's remind ourselves again, this is the lady who could not escape the the fat dude who was just like there, not even holding her down. But somehow... Somehow she can spider monkey her way into sexy times. <laughs> That's a sentence I just said. <laughs> well, I Sometimes, Mufi, wow. I just, I look at the thing that I just said... And I think, wow, <laughs> that's my job to say. Yep, this is <sighs> this is so bad. It really seems like, when you say shit but like that. I, I'm um, trying also. Like we both agree, this is like this crosses the line from like movie sex scene into straight pornography. It minus the gratuitous genitalia shots. Yeah, like, like, I get like softcore porn. Yeah, that's what it is. It's yeah, like, it's essentially softcore. It's porn. like that old style, like it, whatever. Like when you were on Channel Five a bit too late at night, it was. Yeah. It's that right for those for I, those of you who like are too Lex. young. They used to put softcore porn on public TV in the UK. Yeah, just because there was also that uh, that TV show Lex that was essentially just sci-fi softcore porn. I don't think I ever saw that, but uh, so the thing that I think tips this over <laughs> is shots of like the dude just licking her breasts. Yeah, never seen that in a movie I, before, like in an actual like, movie. If you, no, if you see a sex scene in a movie, you get kind of like a few seconds of them like thrusting at each other, and then fade to black or fade off the side of the screen with some sexy music. No, this was just this was just hey, look. They're fucking. Yeah, I guess. And then, but the distances weren't right. So clearly, at a certain point, she's just like jumping up and down while he's in front of her between the camera and her. And she's just jumping. Yep. yep. And then they're not keeping any rhythm with each other either. So it's like there's, there's no connection it's... at all between one's actions and the other's movements. So they're clearly it not, so it's so not bad. actually, they're not doing anything in real life for the shot, but I, I, it, apart from him licking her boobs. Well, there's the one thing, but in terms of, that's it, <sighs> I, it's just, so I recent we recently did for the show Top Gun and I'm reminded of that weirdly slow-mo sex scene in Top Gun yeah. where it's all blue light and they sort of approach, approach each other. As like, take my breath away. Yeah. I needed to do that to keep ourselves from getting from getting demonetized. But yep. demonetized. We don't monetize. Jesus. No, anyway, you know I'm what I'm saying. I'm wondering how long that would take. Ugh. I know what you think. This movie has got me in a state movie because I am confused now. Like, it, everything in this movie is gratuitous. Be, because yeah. there's no justification for anything because they were... But, but unlike a movie like Top Gun, where it's like, yeah, it's gratuitous, but fuck it, there's cool jets. I like jets. Yeah, this one's that, that's, what? Yeah. What do we got if we don't like the plot? We have horses twice. It's it's not. I just don't get it. <laughs> like this, this scene is not sexy. It is porny in a gross way. It is like, oh, I don't, I don't know about you. The feeling I got after I laughed at it was like, I should leave. I shouldn't. Yeah, I, it, it, you feel dirty. I shouldn't be in here. And this isn't for me. I'm not. All no. right. And if as an it's, audience just, member, you're like, this show is not this bit. It, like, I shouldn't be here. This, this is awkward and weird. It's not good. It was, I mean, I thankfully, I'm not sure it ever hit cinemas. I think it was a straight-to-DVD release. Good. 
Although actually, I say this, I know how much it cost, and I hate myself for why, it. Why? Why do you hate yourself? Were you involved with this? Uh, no, but the box office got three point seven million. That that's what it got in the box office. The budget was twenty five million. You're suggesting to me, Mufi, that that like three hundred thousand people spent ten dollars. Yep. Each. Yep. To see this. Yep. Cut to later on really... in the cafeteria, <laughs> I guess. Where Rain kind of where Rain is wearing her new clothes, I think, because her old clothes got ripped by the dude. And these clothes <laughs> look exactly like her old clothes. And I guess yeah. they they just sit around in the high school cafeteria, which is what it looks like. And they have lines like, yeah. I thought they would be afraid of me. They only fear what they do not know. Right. So what you're yeah. saying is that they are afraid of me because they don't know me. I thought they would be afraid. And you're saying, then- yes, they are. That's OK, though. I'm like, oh, I guess that's fine. But then there's there's that bit with the kid who comes over and goes, "Show me your fangs." And I see her And teeth. she does, and he laughs. Oh, he doesn't. She that was she it, doesn't yeah. show she fangs. Actually, I paused at that moment to see. She she shows him her teeth. Well, the first thing that happens is she smiles in a toothy way, and I guess that's. Yeah. I thought that's where they were going. It was like, yeah, okay, here you go, smile, and the kid goes, all right. You know, that would have been a cute moment, but instead, it's yeah. like, no, show me your teeth. It's like, all right, blah. And she just opens her mouth wide, but doesn't fang it. And he runs away. Yeah, and he because kids giggles. Yeah, well, it's kids. Whatever. You know, kids are dumb. This just ah, kids are easily entertained by stuff like that. I, I think that's yeah. accurate. But uh, by I mean, yeah. Uh, so I guess we're all we're all friends now. By which I mean that Michelle Rodriguez is replying to her father's letter by saying, "Yeah, totally. We should invade Brimstone and betray everyone and make sure everyone's extra dead." This time. Yep. Or I guess, they must all be extra I guess this is what we're supposed to understand because that's what she <laughs> says, kind of. But by this point, I'd sort of forgotten about the letter because the only scene that Buddy is in is the one where he writes a letter. So I, I forgot about this guy completely. I was like, I don't yeah. know who she's writing to or who her dad is. or So it's not. I, I don't it's, know what's going on. I don't on. understand. She sends it off by canoe messenger. And uh, side note, I am a canoeist, quite an accomplished canoeist, if I do say so. And uh, this, uh, why does nobody ever J-stroke in the movies? You know what I mean? No. Okay, so when you finish the paddle stroke at the end, you can sort of twist your wrist over uh, such that the horizontal becomes vertical and you can turn the okay. paddle into like a rudder at the end of the stroke, right? So okay. when you paddle, it sort of moves the front of the boat to the other side naturally because you're putting force on one side and it yeah. whatever. And at the end of that, you can sort of turn it into the rudder and pull it in the other direction. And then on the same side of the boat, go forward and paddle again and finish off the stroke with a little correction with a J. Nobody ever does uh, this in movies, okay. right? Of course not. Because nobody in movies actually understand how to how to work a co- uh, how to work a boat. They just sort of go, "I'll paddle on this side." Oh no, the paddle the thing's going over that way. Better move the whole paddle over, and they move the. You're not seeing my arms, so I mean more visual shit on a podcast. Fine, I yes, uh, that's that's really gonna help. <laughs> I'm annoyed that they don't canoe right. 
Uh, that's a very you thing to be annoyed about. Cut to Kagan ordering his thralls to find and kill Brimstone, <sighs> which is the place. I, I don't think Brimstone is a person. But, no, I think it's a place. So this is, uh, this is done in ADR, despite the fact that he's just on screen walking between his guards there. Because why would we ever want to see Ben Kingsley acting? No, I wouldn't want to see Ben Kingsley acting at all, ever, no. Why would you wish me to watch that? So they cut to more training for Rain, and this time, I guess, uh, the one with the short mullet is sparring with her, and then Michelle Rodriguez spars with her, and she goes like, your form is weak, it lacks passion. That's part of my plan, Um, I'm tiring you out. Your plan lacks passion as well. Frankly, this whole movie lacks passion. Yeah. The acting lacks passion. It's just it it's it's not a very and I, I kind of see why it got the rating it got at this point. Like some of the lines are just terrible. So I've also discovered I think why I hate the fight scenes in this movie so much. They're just a bunch of single shots of okay, now hit his sword with her sword and do it down here and then cut, cut, cut. Great. Great, guys. Uh, so next one. Now stab in the air over here, like a meter to her left, while she stands stock still. And cut. Great. Yeah. Break for lunch. It's not. It's just not. <laughs> I just don't understand. I, and the thing is, is like Michelle Rodriguez is, is a fantastic stunt actor. She does a lot of her yeah. stunts. And they really did not use her to her full extent in this film. At all. And it annoys me. I just feel like I need to watch a Jackie Chan movie after this just to cleanse out my brain a bit. Yeah. I, I need to watch something that's actually semi-decent. Well, we'll have a chat. Maybe we do some uh, some Hong Kong cinema that I ha- somehow haven't seen, because I've seen a lot of Hong Kong cinema. I haven't seen all Ooh, that much. Interesting. Might this be a one for Mufi? Ooh. I feel sorry for anybody who has to listen to me on that one. <laughs> that would be great. So, hey, it's Letterman. He's presented a head and a scroll. I guess um, Demastir here, uh, is, he intercepted yeah. the messenger. And that I guess that's the messenger's head? It's not explained. It's not entirely. And it, it does bring a whole good new meaning to the whole don't kill messenger. Uh it, 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 it's terrible. So I, or maybe this was before. I guess. That's saying this. Maybe. I, oh, God, why? I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, the only thing is, is we are now, what, an hour and ten minutes? I think we've only got about 20 minutes left of this movie by this point. <laughs> you did this to us, Mufi. I know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I guess Buddy here, uh, he wants to be the new Kagan, but the old Kagan also wants to be the new Kagan. And he is not on board with this, and nor is his lackey, so it's still not clear what we're talking about. Why does the future belong to human-born vampires? And aren't there only like two of those anyway? And cut to Brimstone, I guess, where Mullet is off on a mission, and it takes both Rain and Short Mullet with him, and... Because Michelle Rodriguez like, comments yeah. that she can't, doesn't trust yeah. Rain. It's yeah. So further to the previous conversation, they're low on food because that's a thing they said earlier, and they must go on a quest for groceries. 
and they visit yes. the butcher's shop, Both which days. has a secret passage behind the knife rack there downstairs. Uh, they pick up some supplies like black powder from China. So we've established now yeah. either that this is a fictional universe which contains a real China, or, or it's just it's uh, to be the or it's just us. I, I don't know which one I hope for most, really. I mean, black powder is a very stereotypical trope used in it a lot is, of films. It is, but normally so. they don't say it's from China. No. So this... They, they say from the East. A China of some description exists here. It could be a fictional China. Maybe it's that. It's Maybe, not established. I mean, considering later on there are Nazis. So again, in... I, again, in the game, I feel like they have grenades. So I'm like, I, all right. Yeah, but not at this point in time. If they do, like the the the, the game is set in the future from this. And they also get Rain some new weird swords because, of course. And again, I, I before I level this criticism, I am a huge fan so far of the art department, and I think they did a spectacular job. And I love everything about it, except these swords, because yeah. they are not only blunted at the tips, they're super, super rounded, right? And I get that from a safety perspective, but normally what you do is you make a rubber set for stunts, which people might actually be in a position to get hurt by. You make a real aluminum set for characters to carry around, and those would be sort of pointed as long as they're not going to actually hit people with it. And then you may or may not make a steel version for like close-up shots where this where the sword is going to take up more than a third of the frame, say, right? Yeah. They only made aluminium ones. Yeah. And yes, I'm a North American who says aluminium. Deal with it. Which is unfortunate, really. Cause... The fact that I say aluminium is unfortunate? No, the fact that you say aluminium is scary for oh. me. Because most people I know who aren't English will say aluminium. And I hate aluminium. I don't know. I think it's a pretty useful mineral. Anyway, they uh, visit the butcher shop, and then all of the stuff happens, and they buy some stuff, I, I guess, and they, I guess they buy some, uh, they, they gotta buy some food or something, and they get these stuff. swords that look like big butter knives, and uh, meanwhile at Brimstone, Just, uh, they're being invaded, oh no. Which is, uh, of course... After Michelle Rodriguez had sent out that letter. Yeah, and one dude... And everything was... <laughs> one dude escapes, I guess, to get a message out to the intrepid grocery shopping team. Because one of them had to survive. And he dies, but they find him. Oh, I guess he's not dead. No, no, never mind, he's dead. But not before he gives them a message that Michelle Rodriguez is, in fact, a traitor. A traitor. Because, well, I mean... Because I said so. Shut up. Stop asking questions. I, I kind of get the point of her character becoming evil. Um, but like at the same time, it's not really explained or touched upon enough in the movie to make it a worthwhile If plot anybody's point. keeping track, we would love so... to hear the number of times we have said it's not established or it's not explained. Because that would be a fun counter. I kind of wish we'd done that, but I wasn't expecting... I really do. To be saying the same thing over and over. I don't know why I didn't no. expect that, to be fair. I'm not sure why, I, why either, because it just... Shit. <sighs> so, they decide to have a nap. Yep, 
because that's what you do after you've been told that all of your friends have died. So, but in the middle of the nap, they all wake up at the same time and Rain decides to leave to go it alone. No, Rain wakes up and then Sebastian wakes That's up true. and then Michael Madsen doesn't wake up. I guess he opens his eyes and goes, eh, dumb kids, and then goes back to sleep. Fuck it. So <laughs> yeah. she's just going to find the other MacGuffin because then she'll be able to fight Kagan. Yep, because that's what she needs to fight, Kate. That's what she wants to do. So she takes the boat and goes back to Brimstone. <sighs> and finds a, a cue of really... See, this I got really annoyed with, I have to say. Because, because you haven't been annoyed yet. She's come back to Brimstone. You haven't been annoyed yet. I've been very annoyed. been more annoyed with this. She goes into the hideout. And she just gets out of the boat and steps out. And rather than anybody's reaction to these people that you've been with for X amount of time, it's not fully explained how long she's been there for, she just kind of goes, oh, dead bodies, and steps over them. Yep. And then continues to walk through in the slowest pace. Like, she's not even kind of going, there's dead people here. They've only recently been attacked. Maybe there's going to be some more bad guys who might want to try and kill me. She just waltzes through at a really slow pace. It's uh, and it just annoyed me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that annoyed me too. And as you say, some amount of time. I mean, I feel like uh, montage happened, so there was a good amount of time where they were training together, and maybe she made friends, yeah. and they learned how to like each other, and they ate at the same table despite the fact that she doesn't eat the same food they do, and that's okay. So. <laughs> No emotion shown at like, oh my god, all of my friends and my newfound family are dead. Yeah. Maybe I should experience an emotion about now. Considering she's had no trouble experiencing rage and indignance and horniness. And again, if... At any point, And again, if she were to come here and express rage, that could be fun. Maybe we'd see like a cool vampire freakout where she just destroys the entire army, except for maybe except for Damastir, who then like who who then survives somehow and Goes crawls his way back to Kagan. Is like you might want to be careful about this lady because Jesus. <laughs> yeah, this she 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 cried great. <laughs> this girl is crazy. Like, maybe no, that's the point it, where they're like, no, she just... could actually beat you, I'm convinced. And then Kagan kills Damastir, maybe being like, yeah, we'll see about that bullshit. Yeah. Right? That would be a cool character <laughs> moment. They decided not to do that. It really would. They decided against Eventually. character moments or plot or yep. development of any kind. They just put some cameras in a room and were like, I don't know, I guess a movie happens now. I'm going to let Ben Kingsley be ben, ben Kingsley and everyone else can just kind of do their thing. Also, I guess the heart... The the other MacGuffin, the third MacGuffin, is just like under Brimstone. Like, it was here the whole time. Yeah. Oh. And only just started whispering to her. Just now. So that's where she goes. But Michelle Rodriguez <laughs> is also already here and searching underwater. So, okay. So this is where I will say it. So, you know, that suggestion I had earlier where I was like, why don't you put it underwater? Here they did. Yeah. But why would you put the yeah. thing... So one of them gives you the underwater power. Presumably the other one gives you the sunlight power and the other one gives you the cross power. Like you're immune to those three things with the three <laughs> MacGuffins, right? Why not put the one that gives so you far. water immunity into the water? But the thing is, is, so far she already had the cross immunity. Yeah. That was that was with her from the start. Yeah. The water, I thought when they did showed the, the water when she got the second MacGuffin, the first MacGuffin, yeah. 
I thought they were going, oh, look, it's holy water or something along those lines. I guess it could be. But in the first scene in the carnival, they just have a barrel of it. Yeah, which uh, it, it's that's it's, it's very just any water thing. unless they just happen to have a yeah. whole barrel full of holy water. And you got to wonder how I mean, holy it stays a at a circus. I don't know. I'll ask the priests. I know how long it'll stay. Uh, like roughly, I'll I'll get some information on that. <laughs> no, know. where I was going with is like some idiot intern or something is going to be like, yeah. you need to water the elephants. Oh, okay, sir. Sorry, I'll do that right now and just feed the water. You know what I mean? Like that's the sort of shit yeah. that's going to happen in that setting. Well, it's very stand But also, yeah, that is a question. If you holy up <laughs> some holy water, how long does it stay holy? Long... I'll ask. I I will actually ask my. Priest I literally don't know I'll, that. I'll, I'll text them while we're on the phone. Yeah. Oh, that would be fun to find uh, out. But yeah, if you if you have an answer to that, then please feel free to send me a message on Twitter at one for Paul because legitimately I don't know. Maybe it stays holy as long as it's in the place, but then the barrel wouldn't make sense. But then I'd be accusing this movie of making sense, and we know we know yeah. how that's going to go. <laughs> I've, I've just texted my my church going coworker. Oh, my church. Uh, did, you just, did you just did you just out of nowhere say hi so listen <laughs> because that would be funny I've, I've just said you know how long holy water would stay holy oh <laughs> you maybe say hello though that feels like a thing you oh uh, no it's all right i i did text her hello okay so fine. It'd be fine. um i guess uh <laughs> she's got the heart now Two, because underwater knife yeah. fight time and rain wins by a biting. Because, and, and and down yeah. goes Michelle Rodriguez. Poor Michelle Rodriguez. So now I guess the plan is just to waltz up to the castle. Yeah, because of course that's how and this just works. Give, and just, you, you know that guy who you want to keep this stuff away from? Let's just go give it to him. Yeah, yeah. just give him the heart. You'll be fine. Nothing else. Will, nothing could go wrong with that. Ever. What? She is captured and no. thrown in the dungeon. Oh. I was wrong. This is why I don't come up with plans. I just make sure you guys don't fall over and kill yourself. So, uh, <laughs> calling out a tiny little moment here. They bring the box to Kagan uh, that has the heart in it. And he says, clear the room. And as we sort of get this refocus shot, like we get uh, Damastir in the back. And they, they do a focus pull yeah. from kagan to demistir and demistir's just got this look on his face like wow i can't believe i get to work with ben kingsley yeah <laughs> to be honest I, I think i would have trouble if i was on set with ben kingsley not going i love you <laughs> oh yeah in my notes i think i even put heart emoji yeah heart emoji. i didn't even like, i couldn't just... find the, the emoji i just wrote the words heart emoji yeah it works. So the two mullet men blow up the door. And, because and then fight some guards and then get captured. Because it was all part of their gunning plan. Yes, their plan was Feels to like get Baldrick. captured. Okay, apparently, on, on the, the track of Holy oh, Water, okay, we got an answer. they don't think it has a sell-by date. Okay, so once it's holied up, it just stays holy. It's, it's holy, yeah. Okay, because what I'm wondering here is, can I make holy pasta? Because that would just be rad. What were we doing again? Oh, right. This movie. Jeez, uh, is it not Fucking done movie. yet? God damn. All we right. are s nearly so close. So it's time so for close. the ceremony, I think. Uh, no, they're in, they're in the 
Gungeon still, and they're call and and the, the two mullet men blow up the door, and they're in prison now. And they look at each other and say, "We will keep fighting, even though we're doomed." And the triumphant music says, "Yes," because their plan succeeded. And they have a low angle camera shot of Rain standing there, and she goes, "I will, I will keep fighting." And they go, "Yes, that is the right answer here." Yeah, and like inspirational music, and ugh. And it's time for oh, the God. ceremony where they are going to, where they'll gouge her eyes out, I think. It's not clear. Because the evil priest will do the work. I guess, so... Evil bishop. Yeah, as we all know, I think we're calling him the anti-bishop. Oh, okay. I think, uh, I'm gonna call him the anti-bishop, because he okay, is... I'll go with that. Well, he's dressed in black instead of white, including the mitre. Yeah. Where do you even buy a black mitre? Their, their costume department. Again. Mwah. So it's time to so the boys escape due to um it, bad uh, a typical movie trope. <laughs> I don't know where my it's, companion it's, has gone. I cannot find him. Well, it's also along the lines of, oh, my companion is very ill. Oh yeah, but it's like my companion is suddenly not here. I cannot find him. Wherever can he be? And I'm not even exaggerating. That's like the words he uses. Yeah. <laughs> he seems to have vanished. I do not know where he is. Commence lackluster fight sequence. Oh, uh, but there are some fantastic practical effects where people get killed. Oh in yeah, the for real. And in this scene. they and I love it. So now the, it's time for Rain and Kagan also to have a sword fight. Would you like to call out any specific effects, practical effects, or have I interrupted uh, you? Sorry. One of them, they shoot a vampire in the mouth. Yeah, was what I loved. That was good. He, he literally. Straight down the throat. Oh yeah, and heads being faces being split open with swords and things like this. The practical effect in this one section was so good. I think we found where like, half I the budget went. I actually enjoyed them. Yeah, there was the some okay stuff in, this in here. One fight scene that lasts less than two minutes. The fight scene was less dumb. It was a super dumb scene, but it was a very well oh, done God, yeah. dumb scene. Except for like, dumb scene. except for the yeah. acting and the movement and the sword fighting. So Rain basically just the practical effects were the good part. Yeah, so Rain <laughs> decides to spin around a bunch and do some flips. But again, this just the, it's the aerial shots of her spinning around and doing all this stuff. None of that is practical fighting, and I know it's a fantasy movie. I am aware. I get you. Yeah, it's not practical. But like, if you're spinning, you're never balancing yourself and centering yourself, so your enemy can't. If you're spinning you like over, that, I or push you I have balance. seen like a spinning elbow work. Spinning back fist is also like a legit thing. But the reason it's legit is nobody expects you to do something that stupid. So you can catch people off guard that way. Much like the Spanish Inquisition. Nobody expects it, except that they would <laughs> li- like they would send you a letter. Oh yeah, no, you'd know. Yeah. <laughs> you'd have a warning. They would send there was a whole point. It was a police force. They'd send you a letter and say, yeah. Hi, the Inquisition needs you to show up on Tuesday. How's Tuesday for you? And you could send a letter back saying, oh, actually, Tuesday is not great. Could we do Friday? And they'd be like, oh, Friday is not great. How's the next Monday for you? They would schedule yeah, it because like, if the Inquisition sent you a letter and you and you left town, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you'd know. That's an admission it's, of guilt if you ever found one, right? So like they, they would be quite oh, yeah. genteel about the whole thing until they until they tortured you to death. At which point, less less genteel. A little bit but, less. You know, it, it can't blame them. And now, really. uh, I guess Kagan. Actually, Kagan's <laughs> swordplay is uh, yeah, it's, 
I guess reasonable. It's act, he's not. It's sw- Ben. He's not Kingsley. like he's, he's not like using the rapier like a club. Like every no. everyone in all movies also, use swords sure- like their goddamn clubs, and it bothers me. Isn't isn't Ben Kingsley uh, Royal Shakespeare anyway? I believe so. So he would have had proper sword training. He would have had theatrical sword training, which is a different thing. But yes, he would know yeah. how to reasonably wield a sword. Yeah, that's what I mean, is is he would have had an idea of what he was doing versus probably anybody else in his movie. So (laughs) Rain just sort of stabs her and then mounts her and then stabs her again. And then... But by the power of angry yelling and also stabbing and also, I guess, some holy water thrown in a like, hey, heads up sort of way. No, there was a a very cleverly placed arrow. Oh, yeah. One of the... Because... By this point, Malcolm Madsen is dead or dying on the floor. Yeah. Short mullet guy. Yeah, also dying. Is like propped up against a pillar, but dying. Yeah. And I think he shoots an arrow at Ben Kingsley. Yeah, he's it got wasn't one of very them clear. Uh, Assassin's Creed arrows on his wrist and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't very clear, I have to say. But Ben Kingsley catches it. Oh, he's... And then goes to stab Ring. I guess it. he had the holy water he stashed from the from the place before where they picked up the bombs and he throws yeah. it. I don't know what I guess they just left all of their belongings in the prison cell where they were kept. Because they oh, were like, Oh, they're never, they have... getting out of this cage. they're never getting out of this cage. Yeah, because of course they're not ever. <laughs> so by the power of angry yelling uh rain goes super saiyan and stabs kagan and kagan is defeated and but oh no the the young mullet man is dying so probably uh i guess she goes to be like okay let's turn you into a vampire so you can live forever and he's like no no that's okay i just want to die later (laughs) i would rather die than be with you forever later that that is the that is the best version of ghosting i have seen in a movie It's, it's pretty good like, we had a bit of fun, but I'm going to leave now. <laughs> Luffy, do you understand what you've just done? Do you understand that that was a double pun? Yeah. Mufi, I'm proud I'm of you. I'm fully aware. I'm proud of you, Luffy. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Like I get a gold star. Oh, my God. I'm proud of you, son. <laughs> we, we swore we wouldn't tell anybody about the sex change. Um... <laughs> it, it it's the ultimate you know we had fun we we had a night possibly more because again as we say we don't know how long happened in that montage oh, yeah. essentially seen I'm... in brimstone we had fun but i think i'm gonna leave now i'm, I'm not actually that interested <laughs> i have to leave now forever i prefer death to this later bye so, I don't know, being a vampire I, doesn't look that bad. Yeah, you gotta eat, like, uh, you know. <laughs> it's not even clear that she can turn people. It's, she just it's, She's eaten a couple of people. Are they vampires now? Well, they killed her only friend before they could find out if that was a thing. Well, she also ate the dude who tried to rape her in the first bit at the circus, right? Yes, so and we still don't know what happened I there. guess he's a vampire now. <laughs> Maybe. Was he the, was he the spy who at the place? I don't know if that was supposed to be the same guy. I mean, that would make sense. I guess we may have missed that. We may have missed that. But but like she's I, bitten a couple of people. I'm like, okay, so I, it's not been established that being a vampire is super awful, other than your diet changes. Is Michelle Rodriguez now a vampire? 
Yeah, she probably is. A, uh, was she a dampier again before? Because her dad had a vampire bite on him. It's not clear that. No, I think her dad got turned into a vampire after he was her father. Oh, okay. So she might not be. No, and... we don't know. It's not. <laughs> okay, so it's... Rain is upset by his death. I think. Yes, and and she, then gets up. She just and... walks to the end of the ballroom where there's a chair there, to... and she sits down on the chair. And then, well, now she is the MacGuffin. Cut to fade to black. She is now the MacGuffin, and uh, that's the end of the movie. What happened to the rib bone? I don't know. I guess she ate it. She is the MacGuffin now. So the, what? So she, Mufi. <laughs> okay, so let me <laughs> go through the uh, the questions that I that I have. Oh. <laughs> Would you recommend this movie? <laughs> to anyone yes i have to, I, I probably would because it is explain nowhere yourself near, near now explain yourself young wo- young lady <laughs> because some of the cinematography like as you say we have made that reference repeatedly the helicopter shots across with the horses was actually quite attractive some of the coloration was kind of attractive some of the b unit it's stuff funny. was fine some of the B unit stuff it's, was perfectly it's, it's acceptable footage. You're right. It's 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 not a bad did, movie did you, from a technical did standpoint. Did you have a good time watching this movie? I giggled a bit, and I think, frankly, if if you're going to watch anything for the fact that it's really bad, watch this. So, is this <laughs> to you so bad it's good? It's on the it's on the fence on that one. So it's just it's, it's so there. bad that it's still bad, but it, there are good bits in it. Is that where we're coming at? Yeah, yeah. Am I understanding? It's, it's your got opinion, some good right? points. Yes, you are. Okay, I just didn't like it at all. I just <laughs> there's no redeeming qualities to it. But I'm a plot guy, so if the plot makes no sense, I'm not there for anything else. Yeah. But again, because I also make films, I I want to make it clear like I respect the hell out of everybody who worked on this. And I don't know what oh, happened because yeah. there's some talented people <laughs> working went, on this. So I can only imagine. It wasn't budget constraints. I can't imagine it was budget constraints. Yeah. I, it's got to just be they ran out of time. It's got to be I that they kept they trying to rewrite stuff and it didn't work. And they ended up at the editing booth going, oh, crap. Uh, what I thought we had that. Maybe we didn't. Was this Yui Ball's uh, Yuve Ball? What, uh, I don't know how to pronounce that. So, Ball. Was, his, was this his first directorship? Because, okay, I could get that. Maybe he's still finding his feet. I, okay. but I'm not sure it was. But I, <laughs> at a certain point, I didn't. I didn't, several times during the film, I didn't want to keep watching. I got real confused. I didn't know who was doing what or where anything was happening. A couple of times I was like, wait, so what's their relationship? And what does that guy no, want? He's... And they spend three quarters of the movie in act one. And even by the end, you're still established. It just goes straight. There is no act two. Nothing happens. No. It, his first movie was 1992. He really ought to know better. I mean, I yeah, he really should. <laughs> and again, I directing is so hard. It is so difficult to do, and it's a it's a miracle that anything ever gets made at all. Even bad stuff, it's a miracle it gets made. I I just don't know. I just don't. It, 
was this couldn't have been the movie it, the, it, but also like you had a whole game did you play the source material before you did this i played the source material before i even knew this existed well yeah i get you i, I, I not you you but i mean uh the people working on the film particularly oh, yeah, produ- I, as if speaking to them excuse me i didn't <laughs> the thing mean is you. i find a lot of these movies they don't have people play the games or the source material isn't sort of referenced because i mean i say that like resident evil i believe had capcom involved in the pro in the in the, the original setup of it because it had a lot of things in it so i think there was some well sure but there's some things they have but this just doesn't feel like it <laughs> well i mean part part of the problem of like movie of the game things is whenever you hear directors talk about it they're like yeah it was great as a game but you know it'd be really good as if uh, as if it were a movie movies are way better and you're like okay look if yeah. you're not going to respect the original th- imagine saying that about an adaptation of a book right imagine going yeah, yeah yeah pride and prejudice was great and all but you know it'd be really great as if it were a movie because and you know i I thought a lot of the characters uh, – we're just going to make it so that it's set in the far-flung future and actually none of the characters know each other until Act 3 and, uh, you know, one of them's a Martian and, you know. Yeah. Like, okay, look, you, you it, just – It's annoying. You bought another script and you, you wanted some sort of way to fit it in or like uh, – it's lazy. It's bad. It's the it's, worst possible yeah. way to make a movie. It really is. And if you have a, if you have somehow convinced people to give you a budget to make something feature length, and you make this, I don't know, man. Like it? Did they try? I think the art department tried. Yeah, I think the art department really went full on on it's it. It's great. I think it was excellent. I think the the cinematography was accomplished. I think the sound department sound everything sounded clear and good. There was a lot. Apart from that one, there bit was a lot of with ADR. It's a lot of ADR. Apart from the quarter stuff. Yeah, quarter stuff was not great. But that, that oh. feels like they just accepted a take too early. So I think there might have been time prep. I don't know. Yeah. Like, whatever happened, I feel like... I don't even know if this could know, have been a good... But I also don't want to research too much more. <laughs> I'm, I've spent enough time in this movie, but like... <laughs> That's exactly I it. I kind of want to know what went I, wrong, I, but I, I also am like... I, I don't want to watch this again. I don't want to recommend this to anyone. It's just bad. No. It's just bad. It's just a bad movie. Yeah, I'm, I, I probably will, but I'm just that kind of person who sometimes likes watching her friends suffer. Yeah, but you you wouldn't recommend it because it's good. You'd recommend it because you know what it is, and you're like, oh my god, you're gonna suffer with. Oh yeah, no, I wouldn't recommend it for it because it was amazing. You know what that like, is? Oh, shit, but you have to watch it. <laughs> you know what that is? It's oh my, Sorry. it's tasting something gross and being like, oh my god, that's disgusting. Here, have some. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's disgusting. Have some. It, it's one of those it's it just you need someone else to suffer with you i guess i guess i <laughs> i don't recommend i just uh no it's real i don't want to do so this we, um, i don't want to do this i don't want to do this i don't want to do you wanna, no, i don't want to do, do this do you want to see what no, our, i don't our next... no i don't Mufi. we'll do it off screen i don't want to i don't want to be tied into the next one please please don't we'll do it off screen <laughs> we'll announce it on twitter <laughs> okay <sighs> um that's probably probably <laughs> Could we watch a good one next time, please? Because that's I'm getting very. Oh um, no! Let's watch a good one. Next well, one time. of them has one of them has twenty five percent. Mufi, stop! <laughs> I need a break. The next one, let's choose a good movie next time, please. <laughs>
This has been one for, oh, you had, uh, do you have anything, as we finish up uh, this episode of One for Paul, do you have anything that you'd like to advertise or plug? Uh, I am setting up my print store on Etsy, actually. Oh, yeah. You can find me at Moofy Makes. So that's uh, well that's on Instagram, is it? It's on Instagram. I've got a Facebook page and my print store should be going live on Etsy. Should be live by the time this is out. Okay, so that's at Moofy Makes, right? Yes. Cool. Should just be able to Google Moofy Makes. And it yeah, show so up. that's all one word, at Moofy Makes. We'll say that at least three times because that's how yep. advertising works. Yes. And uh, uh, Moofy and I make stuff. You, you do, yeah. I've seen your stuff. It's very good. Thank I can't you. do anything like that at all. I've, like, practiced a while. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, stop. You're, I do it a lot. I think your work is great. Anyway, this has been One for Paul. You can follow us on Twitter, at One for Paul. You can follow Moofy on her Instagram and maybe even buy a print of some cool artwork, at Moofy Makes. And, uh, yeah. hey, uh, maybe next time... That's- Maybe next time a good movie. Maybe. (laughs) We'll see you next time. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you again for listening to One for Paul. You can find us on social media and keep up to date on what we are doing behind the scenes. We're on Facebook and Twitter at One for Paul. That's a sentence I just said. Why? I don't know. Vampires. Am I right? I know.